love it. You're wow, on, that was you're like, on pins and needles. <laughs> that, was like, that was like Augusta. Welcome, friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Patrick Van, or Patrick Nance. That's right. At your service. Jim Nance. Uh, Oh, Patrick. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Wow, that's, that's the start we're off on. Okay. Well, what the fuck? I mean, uh, I'm going to tell you the guys right yeah, now. Yeah, let's right? discuss. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're, we're glossing over this. Yeah, baby. Episode 21 of Sports Banter with Mr. Peanut. Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> the polar bear who's getting settled in still, man, if you will. Oh, man. He must... By the way, I like the whole... Oh, yeah, I did do a little line thing over there. Wow. That, that was a gift. That was he's a gift. got champagne on the ground because that's for scumbags. It, it pres- but he's got wine on the top. <laughs> it presents the facade that I'm a classy guy. That's true. And, that's, and a guy know, that works out because you got your whey right. protein it's right next wa- to it. You know, I'm, <laughs> we're I work hard we're- and I party hard. <laughs> but I'm getting older, so that partying hard turns into... like Well, there's Advil behind it. Right. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Migraine medicine. But... Uh, <laughs> This was a great entry. Yeah, nothing to do with sports. <laughs> just a little background of me. You know, what's the peanut doing when no one's around? He's getting, he's clearly <laughs> drinking wine. He's getting wine and, and bulking uh, up. Bulking up. It's, it's <laughs> oh, holy, I don't know how we get smokes. into this. I don't know how we get into That's this, great stuff. this episode. Topic one actually wasn't that. No. It was. The Padres, first and foremost, a couple different layers here to unpack. One, it's been a phenomenal, phenomenal stretch through the COVID, through some injuries. We won all nine games of the homestand, took control of first place, number one in the MLB rankings, um, you know, first team to get to 30 wins. So let's start there. I mean... What if, uh, yeah, what's the streak's been pretty awesome to watch. The streak's been great. I, I think for me, what's been just impeccable for the Padres is, you know, the way that they're playing, they're hitting the ball, they're playing smart, they're making good moves when guys are on base. I mean, we talked about it early on about, you know, we're, what, what are we leading guys on base, you know, and way, I, yeah, I don't know. The frustrating podcast episodes. Exactly. I don't. I, of course, I don't know those uh, statistics now. Of course, I'm not a you know statistician, if you will. But um, if I said that wrong, all right, who gives a shit? Um, but yeah, I mean that for me, what what's going right is I feel like we're finally starting to get into our groove of how we're playing as Padres. You know. Well, give me a little more of that. What's what's our groove? Our groove is fucking hit bombs. Yeah. With Tatis. Like that. And you know making great defensive plays. I mean, I don't think we need, as Padres, we don't need crazy shit to happen. I mean, let's put it this way. Icing on the cake is Tatis making some remarkable Mm -hmm. catches, Manny making good catches, you know. Those types of plays, that's just icing on the cake. But when we can defend and pitch well and give the defense for our pitchers, as we have been doing, it it gives us what we're seeing. That's, yeah, I... I think it's pretty simple, actually. There's no secret, really, of what has led to the nine-game win streak, which they lost yesterday for the first time. Hey, you know, you can't win every single game. No. But um, the reason they were so successful, I mean, granted, it's, you know, it's the Rockies, Mariners, not the greatest teams, but still, you know, baseball is a game where every day is different. Yeah. And the two call. things that you pointed out, bats and the pitching, 
the pitching has been phenomenal. The ERA, I think, is around, like, 1.7 during that stretch. Wow. Um, and the offense has been insane. Uh, you know, I went to that game versus the Cardinals on the Saturday, mm-hmm. and they put up, like, 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just kind of scoring at will and taking advantage of people on base and not just stopping at that one run. And then the next guy's on second base, and then we hit a bomb. And, you know, we had a grand slam on Sunday with Tatis with yes. his two-home run game. And, you know, Tatis alone has showed why we were so pumped when he signed that massive deal. Yeah. Because um, he's an amazing player. He's an MVP candidate. Uh, it took 10 days off and then comes right back in. And in, in that stretch of games he played, so what, like five or six games, he's batting 750. Yeah, it's amazing. That's a literal st- seven fifty. The dude's bad. It's it's exceptional at how might well, even be higher actually. At well, he is playing, and um, and it's just it's crazy, and, and like you said, it, we were so ecstatic about that signing because of the type of caliber player he is. It, it, exactly, and, and it's and, and again, show. it's not just him. I, no. I I don't want to put no, that no. into the. I don't want to. I don't want that to. You know. But I'll say this. Good point. But as he goes, the team goes. Yes, exactly. And we'll always have that crush to lean on because he's such an unreal player, MVP candidate. Um, but yeah, a lot of those games we didn't even need Tatis in that. And that's what's so exciting. That's why they're winning so many games because it's the next guy up mentality, and you know we're getting different, different uh, dudes performing every night. Grisham was hot. Yeah. Um, Profar had some big hits. Even you, Darvish, had a double. I mean, we're just, <laughs> we were clicking on all cylinders. Another game I went to, the Rockies on a Monday, Grisham leads off the game, triple, and then Manny hits a home run. I mean, perfect. What a, what a I start mean, shoot, to the game. In, 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 yeah. hey. in the park home run. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's Cronenworth, just, again. Exactly. I think what, I think what's, you know, what this stems back to is what we've been talking about throughout through the past couple episodes is there seems to be a lot of leadership through the guys from the team. And I feel like that does stem a lot from, you know, Tingler. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's letting de- the boys, he's letting the boys play. And he's, but he's also defending the boys too, mm-hmm. you know, and and again, I, I'll be honest, when when I first heard of Tingler coming in and being our head coach Ugh. for the Padres, I was extremely, extremely upset. Sour. I was, I was, because he's never had a head coach position. No, it was the prototypical Padre decision. Yes. It's like, go get somebody that we know. Yeah. Stop trying to make somebody a good manager. But... <laughs> and and the reason for that is because we've been screwed in the past. I mean, who Andy the fuck Green. is Andy Green? I love Bud Black, but that didn't work out. But let's put it this way. The worst of that in our generation yeah. is Andy Green. Oh, for me. By far. I mean, the guy had no fucking idea what baseball was. Actually, a little story here we can pop in. Used to work for the Padres. Uh, used to, there was like this membership event where I could bring people down to the batting oh, wow. cage. Pretty cool deal. Uh, so you have to go through. Never got that in. You have to go. No, no, you got to pay for it. I mean, <laughs> wow. I'm just a liaison, dude. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, they're paying me to keep guys like you out. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, I was taking this. It was a dad and his son that they were, you know, they're having a day, obviously. Of course. Um, kids like nine, maybe. And uh, we got across the Padres locker room. And who walks out? Andy Green. Didn't say anything to him. You know, Ron Spolsa fraternized. Like, yeah. let, let him do his thing, right? 
But he just walked past his father and son when, if he says hi or gives him like a like takes a moment out of his day, you know, it's making that kid's, yeah. it's a whole experience. Yeah. But yeah. Andy Green, oh no, don't talk to me. I'm like, dude, I could care less that you're walking past me right now. No. Like I, we're in last place every year. I don't like you. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not starstruck if that's what you think, Andy. Well, I mean, that's actually like a really, you know, that's an interesting segue. And I think it's really, I think when you're in that position at any level, you know, and you see somebody that's, I mean, think about it. Just giving that little, that little, hey, what's up, man? Or, you know, a high five. It draws in another, to me, it's always about drawing in another fan to the fan base. Well, that's the difference of the culture that we're seeing. And Chase Tingler, I think, stops and says hi. He seems like that kind of guy. Whatever, even if he's not. um, The culture has completely shifted. And also, Segway City, this swag chain. Oh, my God. I mean, let's fucking go. (laughs) Fuck every other team. Oh, my God. I love it. I, I mean. It's it's remarkable. Manny Machado brings this freaking you know the the U turnover chain to the Padres, <laughs> and I'm watching it on social media, and I'm like, holy shit, this team is so sick. Yeah, like we, you know, and it just it's so cool. What a fun thing the SD spins on it. It's playing to what we want as fans. It's the camaraderie of the team, team. and it's like the identity of the fans, and it's just like we're here to take this bitch. Over. You know what's crazy is we're seeing this and how long as Padre fans have we wanted a team to one it's so succeed. easy to back. It's so it's, easy to back. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say is I, I want them to succeed, but they're also drawing me in by saying, yo, this is who we are. Yeah, this is a swaggy team. Like, yeah. We're going to beat your ass. And and we're like, going to have a blast doing yes. it. Yes. Like, check out our chain. Like, how much of those other teams probably hate that when – they hit a home run. They got the chain waiting for him. Like, oh, fucking Padres. Like, oh, yeah. I love that you hate it. Yeah. You should because we're whooping your ass. Um, it's so much fun. I, I love, love it. that. It makes, it, it makes being a Padres now, fan so much fun. And now if you're a team that does something like it, it's like, you're just trying to be like the Padres. Exactly. <laughs> so May Machado gets his jeweler to bring in the freaking swag chain. And that thing is sick, by the it's way. It's so badass. I mean... It looks... I don't know how I'm much waiting it for chain day at, at Padres Oh, yeah. Stadium. That's the next thing. Like, I've already seen fans like make their own yeah. from the foam logos. Uh, you already know the marketing department's on that. Oh yeah, of course. So I mean, that was just—it's just—it's a testament to where this team is in terms of like their confidence in themselves, their confidence yes. in each other, and just the vibe they bring to the city and the vibe that the fans bring to this team is like we're all in this shit together. Like yeah. let's win games, let's have fun, and I think that's another factor that led to that. I think I think you brought up a really good point is the fans are you know we're pulling in the love for the Padre players and I think as fans I mean you and I've talked at it talked about it at length we have been seeking a team yeah we've been seeking a team that we want to love and we want to back and say I mean look look at look at how I think there was I think I posted a picture of, of you know Tatis and he's looking at the fans, yeah, yeah, and they're just showing him love. And, this is and, after the game, too, yeah, you and know? you could go home, but exactly. no, they're waiting for the post game interview because it's like, let's hear what he has to say. Yeah, like, and, and, the, to say and, and the caption of the video, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. This is how I'm crazy. I swear to God, I'm I got crazy. fucking goosebumps. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is his caption was home, 
Yeah. And I mean that, like, as a fan... That's all we've ever wanted. We we've want, never had that player. No, yeah. we want you to to be a part of our team and our family. Our city. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the only other guy I can think of that was had similar, you know, as more, I would say, is Tony Gwynn. But we were just young uh, during his, yeah. you know, rise. I mean, look at Tony Gwynn and Trevor Legend. Hoffman, right? Yeah, Trevor Hoffman, too. But he's like, now we're on that level where, let's say Machado and Tatis, like, stay a long time. Oh. That, like, that's who these kids were growing up. Who were gonna, I, that's going to be their Tony Gwynn. I absolutely... And- Again, following Machado from Orioles in a young age and having him here, it makes me. I love Manny. I've always loved oh, Manny. He's the best. And, and and I just like like I've said a couple episodes ago is to see his progression as a leader with a team that he cares about, but also he finally seems like he's playing and having fun. Mm-hmm. And and that camaraderie that yeah. again I I I'm I'm assuming Tingler and Tatis and. You know, Machado, Will Myers, Hosmer, all those guys are, you know, they're cultivating that culture, and it's fucking awesome. Just, and the indoctrination I love of, how much we're talking about oh, this. Oh, yeah, no. Because we're care. so happy. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Because the swag chain just represents, like, just, okay, so they win the game on Sunday, whatever, nine in a row, Tatis yeah. walks in the clubhouse with a freaking chain. Uh, I mean, how, like, how fun is that? And there's so many dudes in that clubhouse that can... Flat out play baseball. Yes. And they know it. They recognize that this is a special team. Let's have as oh, much man. fun it as makes we me can. Feel so happy. And literally, you could go up and down the lineup and, you know, our lineup card every day. I'm like, this is such a great team. Yeah. You go top to bottom. Like, we have might guys be that one can guy. do different things. Yeah. And, and it's just exceptional. Every team has their weaknesses. But, you know, if I'm looking at the lineup and I'm like, ugh. Like Tommy Pham might go over four, and that's my biggest problem. Like or get Tommy, stabbed at cheetahs. Who knows? Tommy Pham, that's not such a big problem, you know. Before it was like we got nobody batting fourth, third, yeah. second. We got Brian and, Giles lining up. Like what's going on here? About Christian Villanueva. <laughs> How about that one? He was batting fourth for a while. Yeah. Franchi Cordero. Shit like that doesn't exist anymore. You know what it is? Is we have what it is, and what it's what you're saying is we have a structured team to say, mm-hmm. I can put Tatis at three or I can have him at four. I can have him leading Two, off. yeah. Exactly. Where old Padres teams, it was like, no, you're four, you're or, three. Or it was like, what's you, going you guys, on? You guys can bat anywhere because you're all trash. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Except like Adrian Gonzalez, like way back. He's the only guy you could hit. Um, so any, we're in this completely different era. The swag chain just, to the baseball world, like, we're fucking here, and we're the shit. Yeah. So, like, you know, I can't wait for the next team that has, like, some swag chain S thing that's going to be so fucking It's going to be, like, lame. some stupid bad Hopefully it's the Dodgers or Giants and be like, oh, you pussies. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, to the Padres' point, the things they were doing that led to that streak, the starting pitching's been amazing, yep. the bullpen's been amazing, and the hitting has been phenomenal and timely. Yeah. And the defense has been great. I mean... It's literally each We're facet of the on, game. Uh, yeah. On all cylinders right now. At bats are great. I mean, it's just it's that it's we're at a point of the year where we're playing just phenomenal baseball. Yes. But we still it's super early, so we have to continue to be better. Which is a scary thought. Is like we're playing so well right now. How good can we freaking be? Well, when and we I get think October? I think what I think what'll be a, you know a crucial point to that comment is us having fun yeah right you stay high while having fun and winning 
right? Mm-hmm. I don't think our team wants to get into a low. We're going to get there, but yeah. I think a good, I want to say a good preface of that, in quotes, was COVID. Like us getting affected, what, we had five, oh, yeah. six guys getting oh, taken yeah. out by COVID? Great point. That's, that is a great preface of saying, hey, guys, we may get some guys. I mean, I don't want this to happen, but we may have some guys out of the lineup for a little bit. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? Hey, we got some guys yeah. that aren't hitting. Let's have some other guys on our team pull up and start Great start point. knocking it. And I yeah. love that that was a small little preface. And we even said it. It's like, hey, you know, we're playing the Rockies right now in Colorado. We're 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 getting our we're getting our licks in early. Yeah. Let's see how long this this ship can sail with this. Yeah. So going through something like that where you have guys go down and then you end up in the nine game winning streak, I think confidence wise, morale wise, it just it further that point like whoever is out there today, we're gonna you know give it the best we got and yeah. we're confident that we can still win without you know Manny or Tatis or like who's you know Kim's it playing short like let's go get it. Yeah. Also, with that being said, you also too have this opportunity to say, hey, you need a break tonight. We're gonna give you two mm-hmm. games off. We got someone on that can we we depth. trust. It adds this depth, and it, yeah. for the Padres, like we said earlier with with our batting order, whoever the fuck wants to bat, so be it. Because we don't even care. Yeah, you know the, now the depth is there exactly. And and look, let's just put it into simpler <laughs> terms. The Padres for you and I and every Padre fan in San Diego are playing to what we have always wanted as fans. And we are drunk with love about it. Like, it's great. It's fucking awesome. It could be a very special year. Yes. Anyways. Great, <laughs> great start. We're passionate about the Padres' yeah, success, could be a very baby. special year. Um, it's kind of got that feel to it. It does. But um, another baseball, staying on baseball, another no-hitter, which is no hitters have insane. Been there this year. The sixth no hitter. This was Corey Kluber. Used to play in the Indians. Man, now he's on the so Yankees. Crazy. Beardless, because you know Steinbrenners don't allow you to have facial hair or something. Something. That's still outdated. Cool. He's yeah. dead. Um. Well, That's not not creepy. his kids or whatever. Grandsons. That's such a stupid. Rule. <laughs> but no, he gets the sixth no hitter versus the Rangers, who Musgrove also threw a no hitter against. So interesting stat line is two things here. We have six no-hitters in May, which is the most ever yeah. of that you know magnitude. And three teams three teams, have been no-hit twice. Oh, shit. So, all six of them. So, the Rangers twice, Mariners twice, and Indians. I mean, I so I guess the main takeaway is like, yeah, no-hitters are great, whatever. But what does that say about the state of... Pitching dominance in the MLB right now. Well, actually, there's two comments to that. Is the pitching state and how how exceptional it is. But two, it's how shitty are the Rangers, and <laughs> the Mariners, true, yeah. and um, uh, the Indians, right? <laughs> it, because if you're, wild. if you're getting n- no hits twice... In the beginning of the, the, in the, beginning of the, the year. I mean, we're, we're halfway through the first the part of the year. Second month, yeah. Yeah. For me, that just shows that they're the Orioles. Let's just put it that way. So you're saying <laughs> it's more of the team sucking than it is, let's say, uh, and I don't pitching want... pitchers are getting better or I don't know, and and, and that's what I was. Back. No, yeah, 
No, that's Get the thing. Up. That's the thing they're talking about. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. that. Um, no, what I'm saying is, is it, it, it's kind of a twofold process, right? Pitching has, to me, I agree. Pitching has definitely gotten way more dominant. Yeah. The third, the second part, part of me, the second portion of that is, those teams just, you know, they may be in lows right now. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, the Rangers suck. Yeah, That's exactly. Sure. The Mariners, Mariners you, they're they, up okay, and down. Yeah. And the Indians, they're not even on my radar. So in that, <laughs> with that being said, I don't want it to, you know, nullify how well I've noticed pitching has gotten. And again, pitching, <clears throat> to me, I love pitchers because you dictate the pace of the game. And if you're fucking no-hitting a team, that's hard. No matter if the team's good or the team's bad right. at batting. I don't want that, you know, I, I want that to be said there, but... It's just it's very interesting, right? Because you have those two, t- those three teams, two no hitters consecutively, right? And then you have pitching, who's which has definitely gotten way better. Yeah, I and, was just gonna throw <clears throat> that the bat. They there was some stat about like the average batting average right now is is like thirty points lower than like the oh, last wow. ten years. I didn't know so that. So that is why like the mound thing is being brought up, and it's like, you know, maybe it's a different era of pitching where there's different strategies or whatever that's the spin rates more or you know dudes are stronger and the mound you know distance isn't equal distance equal I don't, I don't equivalent think to the i mean well let's just let's touch on that real quick what do you think the mound should be moved i i mean okay well i don't think right now but let's say there was 10 no hitters this year then it'd be like all right like something should be done here I well don't know. usually there's like what like three no hitters in a year i think and this kind of brings me back to I think. I think the no hitters and things like that scares baseball. It scares the MLB. Well, because the, the entertainment value. It exactly yeah. it it because That's of that, right. and I I talked about that two two episodes ago or last episode is. There's a common comment for baseball is baseball is boring. Mm-hmm. Baseball is fun with home runs and scoring. Right. That's why the steroid era. Is still considered yeah. the height of MLB. Which it was. It was exactly. Yeah. But when you're talking about hey, pitchers are getting better and average batting averages is lower, thirty points lower. Mm-hmm. That scares the MLB because mm-hmm. that's pulling away from the fans that just like to see home runs yeah. and things like that. For a fan like myself who absolutely loves pitching and watching what pitchers can do, I'm all about it. But yeah. there's a small percentage of us that are like that. Yeah, I think you know? exactly. And like, that's, you're... again, my big thing with being with everything that I just said, the biggest thing is I think that scares baseball. Yeah. And that's why the whole mound thing is coming up. Well, think about it this way. I mean, Rob Manfred has a lot of hours at his desk. So what's well, he's he, a what's sack he gonna of shit, do? so what's I don't really do? care. <laughs> he, he's so he has nothing annoying. but time to change shit, and uh, that's a whole different ballgame. That's a whole different conversation for how much I hate him. But uh, in terms of like the fan side of it, yeah, I mean, the casual fan for sure wants to see hits, runs, and that makes total sense to me. It's fun. Uh, you like to see dudes like Love it. Stanton hit a ball, you know, 500 feet. Um, no, no, fuck off. <laughs> I don't like well, Carlo. Just the sh- like when they did the home run derby at Petco and he hits the scoreboard, like, I'd never seen that before. So you want to see stuff like that happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big baseball guy as well, so I understand the strategy and... 
you know how hard it is, but the casual fan for sure is not not on the same wave. Yeah, because what percentage? I mean, let's just talk and about that's, it. I think who they would rather cater to. Exactly, because think about it. We'll a, adjust, you know. Exactly, and at a <clears> baseball game, let's put it this way: there's twenty five. I would say less than twenty five percent of the fans that are there are, or maybe just twenty five percent are there and they're like us. Yeah, locked we're in. Yeah. Locked in. We know what the pitching is. And let's put it this way, like when we go, we're watching, we're making sure we're we're keep we're being attentive, but we're still having fun. Yeah. That you know, seventy five percent of other fans who are a casual fan that just want to go <laughs> have a hot dog, drink beer, and hang out with the boys, hang out with the friends, and then a fucking bomb goes yeah. off with your home team, that's creating that's that excitement that. value. Yeah. And that's that's where they're scared. And they don't want to lose that fan. Yeah. They don't want to lose and I understand that. I do, I do too. But um, it, you know, it's just I don't know the whole mound moving back like fuck off don't do that. Don't I fuck think with baseball. I do, what I do like about baseball is the rule changes that they do do. They start at a lower level and yes. you see like how it works, which I think is genius because yeah. you're not immediately putting it on the pro stage and be like, oh shit, this is a massive mistake. If you put it at like single A, like no one gives a shit. No, no. Um, so yeah, and you can see how we can respond. But Rob Manfred, you suck. So don't fucking do anything. <laughs> California. Mm. Um, no, it's called Kauai something. It's called Ocean Golf Course or something. It's we're, just, we're on top of this, it's clearly. Beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it looked- right next to the coast. Um, but we had, a, you know, hometown hero, if you will, Phil Mickelson. Alumni. Alumni of Cathedral Catholic. 50 years old, turns 51 in a month. Oldest ever. Oldest ever to win a PGA championship. And just a quick note from me is... He's, I'm a sparing golf watcher, but I've always followed Phil. And for the past, like, I don't think he's won a major championship yeah, since say, 2013 or he's 12. He's been away. And, that and something that I really like about him is that he noted that his mental game has not been there. He's been playing, mm. but he hasn't been able to focus in and say, Hey, we can do this. And this yeah. This weekend for me, from what I noticed is he was focused in, he knew what he needed to do, and he got the job done. And I'm I'm ecstatic for him. And you know, a lot of people, excuse me, a lot of people are they say, well, you know, if you don't really watch golf, you know two people, you know, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. <laughs> and not wrong. No, I, but you, I do know more than that. Yeah, exactly. And for me, a big thing, and you and I are very similar in this sense. If you're from San Diego and you're you're a professional athlete, you're our boy. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, no matter what, no matter what, and that's how it should be. And I love, I just can't say anything more than that. A big thing for me was just him really noting, like, hey, my mental game has not been there. I have not been performing because of that. And this PGA, and honestly, the I don't know if you watched it extremely windy, which is already mm. hard for golf. And he was able to... You don't want to see me out there in the wind. I'll no. tell you that. Oh, it's going way left, <laughs> you know, for me. Oh, left, right, <laughs> maybe two inches. <laughs> Depends on the stroke. You know, it, it just it showed that he he finally, you know, noticed what was going on. And whether it be a fluke or not, it doesn't matter. He played well in a exceptional on an exceptional golf course in some hazardous conditions with the wind. And he fucking did it. And I love it. Yeah, you know, I got another story. Big story episode for Love uh, it. the the peanut. <laughs> Mr. Peanut, excuse me. Um I was like 8 maybe. Nah, I wasn't 8. Probably like See, like now it seems like 
ages 8 to 12 are like all the same. Oh, but yeah. it was probably 12. Yeah. <laughs> and I was going to 7-Eleven by my house. Oh, okay. And, you know, getting a little Slurpee with my brother and my mom's nice enough to uh, take us there. Good old So, boy. you know, I'm getting the Slurpee and I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, I, sw- I think I know this guy. I'm like, I think I've seen him before. I almost just spit water out of my mouth. And he's, <laughs> it's like this, you know, clearly a dad with his two daughters. Yeah. And I'm like, it clicks. It clicks in my 12-year-old head. That's Phil Mickelson. Oh. And I'm like, so I run out of the store, and I'm like. Did you pay for the slurpee? No, I didn't have it. I, didn't, <laughs> no. I was too excited. I was like, Mom, that's it's Phil Mickelson in there. And uh, she's like, no, it's not. Just get your slurpee and let's go. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh. Okay. I was like, maybe I was wrong. Like, that's not Phil Mickelson. All right. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm still, like, kind of watching. Like, oh, of course. His girls are getting the Slurpees. Like, I'm getting my Slurpee. I'm like, whatever. That, it looks like Phil Mickelson, but I guess it's not him. So then I, like, get back in the car and we're driving away. And my mom's like, it was Phil Mickelson. I just didn't want you to say hi to him. And I was what? like, what? I was like, what? What the hell? Like, what are you talking about? But. Um, That's hilarious. That's a great story. We by the are. Way. You know, some would say we're connected because of that exchange. Oh, and yeah. I don't want to take credit for his victory. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you that know, eight-year-old Slurpee but, scenario. You know, just the sheer energy that I, you know, potentially gave to him oh, on that fateful God. day this at 7-Eleven. Um, I don't know. It could have been something special there. So, Who Phil, knows? Could have pushed you're him welcome. through the PGA Championship. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. That is a true story, by the way. I but love um, that. no, I mean it's always cool when somebody where we're from that wins and you know Phil's had a very successful career. But as you said, uh, it's been a while since he's been. You know, I think he's just been kind of playing and you know, like he's a professional golfer, so he's gonna do the tourney. But he's never been. Uh, he, has, he hasn't been in it in a while. Yeah. So seeing his name at the top of the list. Uh, it was a lot pretty, of people wrote, wrote him off. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And he was ahead for a long time, so the fact that you're saying he, the mental thing was uh, holding him back, he like he was on top of his shit that day. Yeah, because and I love that. he had to stay locked in to be on top. He wasn't ahead by that much. It was like two strokes, so, you know, pretty sweet, I think. Yeah, and I got a quick glimpse of that on Saturday. I was watching it. Um, again, I played golf that morning and I came home and I was like, let me catch up on what's going on. And there was, I want to say it was 17 they were playing or one of the later holes in the round and him and his partner for the hole, I don't remember the gentleman's name. They both land into a bunker and Phil is literally talking to the marshal of the golf course. Like, I want to make sure this is right. He's (laughs) focused in because where his ball was landed the guy, his partner, had to hit first because he was the further lie away. Yeah. But his ball was in his foot space. So Jesus. they gave him the opportunity to pick the ball up. And he was talking to the marshal following that, like, hey, but I have a better lie here. I don't want to get caught for a better lie. This isn't how the ball landed. So he, I, that, what a mess. That small <laughs> exchange, though, showed yeah. me how dialed in he was. He goes, I want to make sure I'm winning this, you know, properly, yeah. but also. I'm meticulous in what's going on. Yeah. It just showed to me. I, again, that was kind of a little bit of a you know segue there, but for me, I just saw that and it just showed me how well and how focused in he was on that. It's yeah. just a quick glimpse. You of know, that. get after the marshal's neck and figure out what you got to do to survive. Exactly, also. exactly. And you know, I just 
Credit to Phil. Credit to Phil. We're proud of you. Come on the podcast whenever yeah, you want. Yeah, there we go. We love we'll, we'll do it at the 7-Eleven. We once, <laughs> we once met up. Uh, our guy, Don fellow Don, fellow Don, <laughs> Phil Mickelson winning. Let's dive into another sport. Because, you know, we're, it's sports we're diverse. We'll do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. And this is now the NFL's time. And why? It's May, Rick. Yeah, I know. But Julio Jones wants out of Atlanta. And it must be discussed at length. Um, so, a couple of things out the gate. Julio Jones wanting out of Atlanta. Where did this start? Is this just because they've been shitty for the last, like, four years? Or, I feel like it came out of nowhere. I don't really think it did. Well, what happened? I, I think that... Is it because they don't want to extend him? Like, what is... I, don't, I, I just don't think... What's the root? I've been trying to figure I, that, out the root. You know, that's a really good question because... I don't know what his contract looks like. Like, is he getting money thrown at him? I, I haven't gone into that. He's making a lot, but it might be. But what's a, keeping it him? It might in, be the final year or something. That's a great question. That that's so, a good question. What's keeping you in Atlanta? So that's what I'm. One, I'm like, where did this, like, thing come from? I get the Falcons stink. We all know that they blow every. They even blew a game versus the Bears. Like, you know, that's bad. Um. So yeah, anyway, he sees the writing on the wall. Like, hey, this is not a team that yeah. I can win with. And he knows how good he is. I mean, I think Julio yeah. Jones is a great He is great very injury prone. But he is. he is. I mean, every guy in the NFL treats him as if he's the best guy. Yeah. So, I mean, the guys are actually facing off against him. I'll take their word over anybody. Are you taking DK Metcalf or are you taking... Well, I'll take Julio? Metcalf because he's like 23. Me too. <laughs> but if, I'm, if he had matched up both of those guys at the same age, Julio was uh, one of a kind. Um, okay, so... We're not sure the route, but there is something there. Yeah. That, but the really, I think the losing is a big, yeah, a big part of which that. is fair. The really interesting thing that happened is uh, during undisputed with Skip and Shannon Sharp, which is highly unlistenable too, because thank know, you. They are wow, just that could, that incorrigible. Could, that could be a whole. Segment. They literally. Oh my god. Let's dive into it real it's quick. Like, Let's dive into it real quick. We you know, we're in here talking about sports, whatever, but I'm not in here freaking grilling your neck about no. something that you don't care about. No. <laughs> and then you come at me with something that I don't care about. They literally it's like one guy talks for twenty minutes, the other guy talks for twenty minutes, and then nothing gets done. Skip Bayless, I get you hate LeBron. Let's move on. Don't need thirty minutes every day about it. For me, Undisputed is a shit show. Second I just can't listen to it because of what you just said. It's yeah. two guys like yelling at each other, but then I'm not learning anything. I'm yeah, not. It's, it's just it's, noise. It's just, That's what it is. It is noise. It's noise. And I like Shannon Sharp. I don't like Skip Bayless, but um, like it's just it's all for like the the way they want it to sound and the way they set up the show. It's like we're not actually talking about sports. It's just weird let me talk about the long-winded yes bullshit it's like no yeah. one ki- gives a shit skip no. that you're doubling tripling quadrupling down that you hate lebron like great man lebron's still making hundreds of millions of dollars yeah and you're bitching about it so on the show <laughs> on the show um shan sharp just calls julio jones because like they're friends whatever mm-hmm. you know shan sharp's a hall of famer but he calls him and he's like asking him about his status in this thing we're talking about. Like, do you want out of Atlanta? And he's like, he put on some Dallas shirt or something that there was like rumors about him going to the Cowboys. Yeah. So then Julio was like on the phone 
Uh, no, man. I'm not going to the Cowboys. I'm trying to win something. But the thing that I thought was interesting is that Shane Sharp's on the phone with him. Julio Jones has no idea he's on live television. No, he's like, also driving. I don't know if yeah. you heard that. Like He's hey, talking. On like, this is like personal stuff that you don't get as a reporter because like, they're not going to tell you exactly what's going on in their head for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. So Shane Sharp kind of like set him up there. Which I thought was whack. It's kind of fucked up. And at the end of the call, he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, you're you're live on our show." Okay, see ya. Like like it was all good. So I'm I'm curious if Julio is pissed at Shannon Sharp. We'll see in the coming days. Yeah, I think, I think, I think the way that Shannon Sharp did it was kind of fucked up. I, <laughs> but second part of me thinks, and this goes back to what's the root of him wanting to leave Atlanta? Yeah, let's go back um, to that. I, I, for me, a big thing is is I think Julio wants to win. Which everyone at any level wants to win. But for me, a big thing that's... And you brought it up earlier is... That was a great pitch. I know he hit it, but that was a great pitch. Um, Is he's very injury... <laughs> very injury prone. And also, too, I think... I think if he gets traded, I wouldn't put him as my number one, would you? Well, it depends where he goes, but... Um, the cackle, by the way, is because Tim Hill is warming up in the bullpen, and that's that's our guy. Open invitation. We're gonna get him on because he need, This is like all the perfect do, setup. All actually. we have to do is tell him that he'll we got, sit up there. All we have to do is tell him we have a case of monster, and he'll be yeah. here. <laughs> case of monster and like crawfish, and he's and he's hundred percent. <laughs> which we already got. <laughs> um, Julio Jones as a number one somewhere. I could see it. I mean, if he's healthy, he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. I, I agree with he's that. I agree with that. Thirty two, which. So he's got a few years left, basically, is what is in my head. Um, needs to stay healthy. He will definitely get traded. The Falcons are asking for a first-round pick. Don't think they'll get that. No. But... Um, Did you see that the Chargers are... Yeah. No, I was actually going to say that'd be a great trade for the Chargers. Uh, put Herbert with that dude. Yikes. Um, I, but the interesting part is so many dudes in the NFL are openly recruiting him on social media, which has become a thing. And I think there's like eight, eight to ten teams that will try to make a push for him, and I, I really, I don't see where he'll go. I think the Chargers is a good landing spot. Ravens maybe if you know it could, it could help Lamar or, sounds, or it could end it. You but. know where I, I, I would see him, and it could help out a lot is the Bills. The Bills just having giving him him and Diggs, yeah, yeah, because you know does end up I, if the Falcons pull the trigger on that he's gonna be pretty good i bet if he stays healthy and like like if he ends up on the bills where there's other guys who are good already i mean i think most teams probably do have one guy who's already solid there yeah and i think you know it's like the jaguars or something you know a team that bad but if he's trying to win he's not trying to go there i mean i brought it up uh you know i brought it up off air but nfl means tweeted or posted that the Buccaneers are trading yeah. for Julio, and and you know what? I wouldn't it's, put it past him, but I I don't know. They, yeah, I don't want to. I'll, I'll say that I don't want to see that. How about that? That's good. I don't think the Falcons would ever trade in the division. Oh, I don't either. I he just, would whoop their ass. Oh fuck yeah, he would twice. Um, watch him go to the Chiefs though, and make that a disaster. Oh, Tyree killing Julio Jones and Travis Kelsey. Okay, stop yeah. that. So we'll You'll be... need a gun or something, because you're not stopping that receiving court. <laughs> no, it's that might be an undefeated season if uh, Julio's healthy the whole time. But do you have anything uh, further on Julio? No, I, I mean, I don't 
I think we've covered it. I think we don't know the root of why he's leaving. One root for myself is I think, you know, losing sucks and he wants out. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, you know, the second part is it's just we don't know where he would be, but we've given our options for that, and I think they're great. It's just who knows? He it, will it's be weird. Yeah, he'll be a factor wherever he gets traded. Him and Rodgers are the top two stories. Obviously, Rodgers number one. See what the Packers do with that. But if both of those guys flip teams, or a, you know, devil's advocate, the Packers got Julio Jones <laughs> to bring you know entice uh, Rodgers to come back. Never happen. That would be my worst nightmare. So let's not do that. But I don't think that'll well, happen. Well, I think you're okay. I think you're in the clear. Never in the clear as a Bears fan. I never. Know. I know. Lesson one, McCardle. I'm I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> well, we're moving mounds back. Our pitcher's not allowed to throw fastballs anymore. I don't know. We'll see. But Who another no hitter was thrown. Rangers, Mariners, Indians. You guys freaking stick to the plate. So figure it out. Our guy, Phil Mickelson, former Don, wins the PGA Championship. Oldest to do it. Probably loves that stat. He's gonna use that at every party oh, he goes yeah. to. I mean, did I you, agree. By the way, I, I was the the oldest. I have the yeah. record for being the oldest gentleman so, to play golf. So that's fun. <laughs> As he opens a Rhino bottle of wine, I can hook you up, Phil. <laughs> and then Julio Jones wants out of Atlanta because they stink. And Shane Sharp's trying to put him on blast on live television. Dick. Not a good friend. No. Or he's just. Completely useless. But that's what the show Undisputed <laughs> is about. So. And we got a bone to pick with Undisputed. Um, yeah. So, you know, what we need from you guys, obviously, I say it every time. Because we need it. We need it. We need We reviews. need the five stars. Get our ratings up. We need reviews. Tell us what we're doing. We did get one review. Shout out to that individual. Um, it was positive. Oh, good. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> it was highly positive, so... Glad you're enjoying it. We love doing it. Um, yeah, just interact with our page, and you know we're gonna keep the content rolling. So we are fired up. Also, a little sneak peek in episode twenty-two. There, it will be a guest appearance of large capacity. I'm talking personality. We need me. We may need a bigger room. Yeah, to fit his ego. <laughs> Um, but for episode 21 of Sports Banter. What out. the hell? Hang on, fix that. <laughs> Go ahead, just start again. Uh, yeah, for episode 21 of Sports. Wait, how do I usually say it? For episode 21, Sports Banter. Out! <laughs> <laughs>